Hello, my friends. Pastor Daryl here, and thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Walk in Faith and Not in Fear. I believe this is like episode 13. I believe, I don't know, I'm not good at this. I believe this is my 13th attempt of trying to do this. Uh, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, I will double check, but I do believe this is my 13th. Uh, I guess we'll find out. Hey, you know, what, what you going to do, what you going to say? You know, uh, let me start by giving the Lord uh, just a moment of thanks. Uh, dear Lord God, again, I, I thank you. I praise you. I thank you for what you've done and what you're doing and what you're going to do, both in my life and the lives of those around me. I, I, I thank you for using me as a, an object or a tool uh, uh, as your servant to, to bring forth your word and encourage those in this lost, dying world. I pray today, Lord God, that I can do just that, Lord. I pray that maybe this word that I want to speak real quickly, Lord God, will bring some encouragement or some clarity to someone out there. And I, and I pray that I always, I always do my best, Lord. I pray that I always bring you honor and glory in, in my word and in my deed and in my life and in my actions. And I, and I give you all the thanks, praise, and, and honor and glory unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> you know, uh, I got to be honest with you, these last few, three, three weeks, month, I've been really wrestling with some things on the way ministry's going and the way things are going in life and the direction I want to take. And, uh, you know, woe, woe, pitiful me, so, so pitiful me, woe is me, you know, the attitude, the feeling like I'm not making a difference, like I'm not reaching those in the church and it's like I'm not making a positive impact. And the devil kind of, you know, he's getting in there and he got in there and he kind of ripped my, uh, armor apart a little bit and opened it up for some heavy attacks and uh i've been working through it and and, you know i was sitting there thinking today i come in i sat here and in my office at the back of the church i look out the front window i can look across the sanctuary and there's that's a big beautiful cross that's front of the church and i'm just looking at that cross thinking to myself i'm one for one i'm so glad that it's an empty cross because that means that jesus no longer hangs upon it which means it is finished it is completed and I have that to be thankful for. And I'm thinking to myself, woe is me, poor pitiful me. I couldn't hung on that cross for you or anybody else. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm being honest here. And, and, and it got me thinking. And, you know, and I'm thinking, you know what? I cannot be the only one in life that has that moment of feeling like giving up. You ever had that day where you just, I give up. I've had it. I'm done. I give up. You ever feel that way no matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to get ahead? It's like you can never catch a break. Do you feel like things are maybe closing in around you? You ever just feel like giving up? I don't know, tired of fighting, tired of trying? You ever felt like running away? Any, somewhere, anywhere, just, just go somewhere and start over looking for a fresh start? You ever had that feeling of overwhelming? Uh, you ever felt overwhelmed? Wow. See, see, what what do you do when when when? Well, what do you when not? I don't even know how I want to say this. What do you do when you you feel like you can't live up to uh, uh, anyone's expectations, uh, let alone God's? I, I'm hoping I'm touching somebody. I don't even know where this is coming from. Now, I, I say this, uh, trust me, I, I've been there. Let me, let me back up a little bit and see, kind of explain something. This is kind of a, 
this was a new thing for me, but this is also a old thing for me. This happened a few years ago. A couple years back, oh, I don't know, three or four now, my wife, my kids, took my grandkids to the zoo down to the Christmas, at Christmas time to see the Christmas lights and walk through the zoo, in which it was really beautiful, I'll give you that. But anyway, we're walking through there, and, and on the onset, before that, a couple of days before that, I started feeling uncomfortable, kind of weird feeling. Uh, a little more irritable, like uh, a little more touchy, uh, wasn't as personable. People that know me know I'm a goofy, crazy, talk smack type of guy, and I'm always looking to have fun, and I'm always just, I'm not as serious as I should be. Let's say that. That onset of that night, I was more serious than usual. And when I got there, we were walking around, and I was kind of quiet. One, it was just my back and legs hurt anyway because I'm old and falling apart, and it was damp, and I was uncomfortable. But I just had this funny feeling in me, okay? So I'm going to progress a little farther now. We're walking through, and we go into that reptile house. And we walk into the reptile house. Now, mind you, this place is it's hopping. There's a lot of people there, which normally don't bother me. But there was, there was a lot of people there. And when I walked in, as, as I'm walking in and starting to walk through, everything started seeming like it was in a tunnel, and it was really distant. I started sweating, and I started getting like a little shaky. And it was almost as if people were turning towards me, looking at me, and then it's like they were coming right up on me into my face. You know, it's like right there type of thing, and it was just freaking me out. And I was getting all shaky, and I couldn't think, and I couldn't concentrate. I didn't know what was going on. And I'm looking around. I said, there's got to be an exit here. I know there's got to be an exit. I could not find an exit. I was shaking. I was upset. I was confused. I was pushing people out of my way. Finally, I found a door, and I run out the back door, and I'm kind of leaning on this railing that comes out and down a ramp out of, you know, for, like, a handicap. And, and, and well, anyway, I'm standing, and my, my one daughter comes out, and, she looked at me, she says, Dad, what is going on? And I just looked at her and I started crying. I'm like, I do not know. I do not know. I've never experienced this before. It, it, it's scaring me. Well, my daughters are in the medical field. And I, you know, anyway, she says, Dad, I th-, she goes, I think you're having a panic attack and anxiety. And I'm like, no, not, not me. No, not me. And come to find out, yeah, me. Me. Now, I... I that was the first time I ever actually experienced this panic attack or this anxiety or this overwhelming feeling, man. I was just, well, again, let me move forward. I've never experienced that before. Not much scares me. I don't think too much out there really scares me. And, and, and I guess I wasn't sure what bothered me more that night. The being scared or the not worrying about who I hurt getting myself out of there. Hmm. Anyway, I went out and sat out for a while, and uh, I just kind of sat there and, and, and talked. And a lady police officer from Toledo Police come up and sat down next to me. Didn't know what happened. And she's just sitting there talking to me. She asked me what I thought and how I liked. Real friendly lady. We just started talking, small talk, kind of chatting, and she says, yeah, she goes, i got to be honest with you. She goes, I've been a police officer for a long time. But she goes, but this place and doing things like this gives me an anxiety. She says, you know, you know with the, the way things are in life and the way we're treated and looked at as officers, she says, I never know who's going to come up behind me. And she says, I'm, I'm almost to the point. She goes, she goes, I probably shouldn't say this, but there's days I'm even scared to come to work and do job, my job 
doing events and different things like this. Because I don't know what to expect. She goes, I hope I can overcome that. I just sat there with my head down. I looked at her and she looked at me and she goes, you ever had them days? <laughs> I said, oh, honey, if you only knew. And uh, she goes, what do you do? I said, well, actually, I'm a pastor. And she goes, oh, well, maybe you don't understand. And I said, oh, but maybe I do. And she says, but you have God. She goes, you have something much more to trust in. She goes, you know that, God, you have that reassurance and, and, and that comfort knowing that God has your back. And I sat there for a minute. And, and, and I said, don't you? She goes, yeah, but not the same level. You're a pastor. I said, I'm still, like you, a believer. And if you're truly a believer, and I sat there another minute, and God come to me. He didn't speak out loud. Beyond, but he says, God spoke to me. Well, he did speak to me. It was in my mind or in my heart. But he told me, he says, Daryl, I never said doing my work is going to exonerate you from any suffering or pain. He said, I never said becoming Christian was going to give you a way out of life and troubles and trial, tribulations and trials. He said, all I said was, is if you trust in me, I'll carry you through it. I just sat there a second, and I, I actually asked that lady if I could pray with her. And she said, if I can pray with you. We prayed for each other, and that was amazing. That was amazing. That was a God thing, a God moment. A lot of people don't get that when I say that. but it, I'm sorry, I'm tearing up right now. <laughs> that was a God moment. Well, anyway, and it, it, that was the onset of me understanding something at a deep, deeper level. See, see, me being a pastor— an overseer, a leader. Uh, I oversee multiple uh, uh, nonprofits and, and Christian organizations. I'm involved in multiple nonprofits and Christian organizations. And, and I'm not exempt from the hurt and suffering that we face in life. And I, I think today my point is we all face things, trials and tribulations in life. We all go through things. We're all going to come up against things. I don't matter. I don't care where you are. It doesn't matter in your walk how high up the chain of theology you are, how basic and simple life is. I got to trust in something beyond self, and it's got to be Lord God. See, see, see. So many people have this misconception when you when you when you become a Christian, you no longer have struggles or or go through trials. Sud suddenly, we 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 have it all together. Well, guess what, people? That's nonsense. Truth is. When you know and love Jesus, when you realize the standards he calls you, me, us, to live up to, my friends, wow, it can be overwhelming. See, now we're hit with the realization that God has given us an honor and his responsibility. We're called to be ambassadors for Christ. See, my friends, we are his representation in this world. We are supposed to be loving, caring, and encouraging we are given the right, the, the responsibility of being Christ-like. Oh, my God. Now, we have to find balance. See, see, truth of the matter is, the devil, he, he doesn't make it easy on us. He will not make it easy for us. No, see, he'll cause your spouse to give you grief. He'll cause your children to want to fight. He'll... he'll Throw every thought at you to make you think you're all alone. 
that no one would understand and might as well, uh, we might as well give up. <coughs> and at times it seems that life requires, and, and God requires, more than I have, you have, we have to give. See, see, you, you, anybody out there, am I talking to anybody today? Are you with me on this? See, just imagine, just imagine that crowd that Jesus was talking to when he preached that Sermon on the Mount. Imagine they felt the same way you and I feel today, overwhelmed, ready to give up. Jesus told them that they were to be merciful and focus on, on storing their treasures in heaven and to trust God to provide for them in this life. Wow, he's, he said to turn the other cheek, <clears throat> and if someone requires you to go a mile with them, go the next mile. And if your righteousness is no greater than the Pharisees, oh, hey, hey, hey. here's the hard part, my friends. Listen to this one. If your righteousness is no greater than the Pharisees, you can forget about getting into heaven. Oh. And while you're trying to exceed them, to be better than them, to be an example for them, we're not allowed to judge them. Oh, man, come on. That sounds like Jesus is requiring an awful lot from me. Please tell me I'm not the over one or the only one that ever feels overwhelmed by his expectations. See, it's easy to preach it, my friends. Let's be honest. There's a lot of us. It's easy to preach it. Oh, it's hard to live it. Oh, a lot of us here. Come on, all us self-professing Christians. We can talk to talk. But how many? Now, I'm asking you to seriously sit there and think about this. We all can talk to talk, but how many of you walk the walk? Jesus tells us what we do when we want to stop trying, what we want to give up. He tells us what, actually, you know what? I'm going to go to Matthew 7. I'm going to read you chapter, uh, chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. Now listen to this. It says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you? If, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone. Or if he asks for fish, he will give him a serpent. If you then, being evil, now how good... How to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Oh, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. See, see, in these verses, Jesus basically tells us to pray. When things get tough, he used three words. Three simple. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to be a short little word today. I'm not going to keep you long today, but I think it's, I listen to this. He told, he, he, he used three words. Ask, seek, and knock. All three of them mean the same things. They mean to pray. See, I believe in this passage, Jesus is striving to emphasize a few key essentials. How can I say? That are required when we want to give up. Okay? If we ask, if we pray... First, we do it with humility. Verse 7 says that we are, are to ask. See, there are some of us who will never ask anyone for anything. It's usually because of our pride. we we got to handle everything ourselves. But you know, in James 4, verse 2, it says, Ye have not because ye have asked not. See, understand, if we're going to make it through, we're going to have to trust in something beyond self. We're going to have to ask God. And then, not only are we going to have to ask with humility, but we need to come before him and ask with respect. Verse 7 again, notice, we are to ask, seek, knock. The Bible doesn't tell us that we are to tell God what we need. We are to knock. 
not bust the door down. Philippians 4 or 6 says, Be careful for nothing but in everything be, by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests, requests be made known unto God. You, you notice that word, request, not ordered, not orders, not demands. We're talking to our almighty, all-knowing, ever-present God. A God who sees around the corner of the night and down the road of tomorrow. So we ask with respect. So humility, respect, and then with passion. Verse 7, again, ask with passion. Ask, seek, knock. In other words, you desire what you desire. Your desires mean something to you. It's important to you. See, I think a fatal flaw in the Christian's life, I think a lot of us, I'm talking to somebody today, people, listen to me. A fatal flaw in a Christian's life is to be content with passing desires. See, if you really want to be like him, to be like Christ, if you really want to be a man or a woman of God, then you ask like you mean it. Pray with a passion. It amazes me the number of people who pray without passion. Like it really, like they really don't care if God answers their prayers or not. You know, I guess right here again, I say stop for a second. Think about this. My question is, do you pray with passion? Do you realize the power in prayer? Do you realize that through your prayers, God works to change yours, mine, our worlds? When we pray with passion, we can rest assured when our prayers mean nothing to us, they mean nothing to God. So pray with humility, respect, passion. I'm going to close here real quick. I'm going to close with this, verse 11. It says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is heaven in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Think about that today, my friend. Just mull that over a little bit in your mind. And again, I ask you to, uh, well, to ask seek to knock don't give up trust in the lord god thank you and bye for now